what I learned doing an arbitrary 21-day challenge. And we're back. Mike Cernovich, Cernovich.com, C-E-R-N-O-V-I-C-H.com. I did this nifty little challenge with an app called SPAR, S-P-A-R, and it was pretty cool. We learned a lot together. The whole group of us learned a lot together. It was a joint challenge that I should have advertised more widely on the you know the email list and the podcast, but I'll let you guys and gals in on the next one. So what is SPAR? It's a group challenge-based app where you set something that you have to do. You have to check in. It could be a daily check-in or a weekly check-in. And if you don't check in, you pay a penalty. The penalty ranges from $3, I believe, to $10 a day. And it goes as follows. So I'll just tell you the challenge we did. The challenge was for 21 days, every day you had to do something physical and you had to read a book uninterrupted for 30 days. Now, physical challenge, I kept it loose. I kept the challenge loose for a number of reasons. One is if you have a really big penalty for a uh, spar, there's a pot that gets big and everybody who checks in every day shares in that pot. So you're going to attract a lot of just cheaters. There's a lot of people who will just jump into every kind of challenge they can and to claim to claim money and that was never really the idea it was more like a peer pressure kind of thing and that's also why we kept physical activity very loose so for me 21 days i did something physical um physical again we defined as uh, spa infrared sauna cold plunge or a athletic activity lifting so i either lifted hiked or walked at least five miles every day for 20 days and the one of the days i did um contrast therapy a lot of stretching because again the game isn't to to make it hard so that people can't check in and you know a few lessons i learned too especially about uh, traveling and especially why i think the app is is really cool really good i was in you know, I travel a lot and I quit traveling as much or I've tried to quit traveling a lot because I just, it's rough on your body. For example, if I leave LA for DC, three hour time zone change. Between a layover and the flight, you're looking eight hours, 11 hours of your day is just gone. And then you land and usually have business meetings. So right there, boom, that's one day, no gym, usually eating, you know, nice meals or whatever, unhealthy meals, however you want to call it. And when I did this challenge, um, I was a little bit concerned because I had a trip to um, El Paso, Texas, which I'd never been to. A beautiful city, by the way. It's really tragic what happened. I, I think quite highly of El Paso, and I think a lot of people don't understand understand the city. And I was there, but I was like, I got to do my challenge. So right when I landed, I had to go do this kind of event. So I was monitoring steps. Uh, I was at the airport doing my steps. And then when I got there, there was this really big incline. And I said, all right, I just got to go do it. So I did about half an hour of cardio, so to speak, up in the hills and the trails because I had to track in. And then there was another day where I was at events all day or up early in the morning grinding away. And I was like, man, I got to do – because the reading is easy to do. I just – I read hours on the airplane. And I was like, okay, I got to – okay, I got 93 minutes in. So when I got back from the event, all my friends were you know, eating and drinking, having fun. But I was like, no, no, you can't do it, bro. You got to go do the, got to do the challenge. You got to put your time in. So I did my um, workout at the gym, hotel gym. And then I went to, right to my room, did my reading. And the lesson there is like, you do have time. It was a lesson maybe even that I was forgetting. I'd, we, we forget that you can become very successful in one area but then your life falls out of balance. We're always balancing three areas of life, right? Physical fitness, uh, finances, 
success, however you define that. Usually success is defined by money and social status. It is what it is. And then family and relationships. So if you're single, it's about, you know, are you having fun? And if you're, you know, you have children and everything, you're spending time with your children, these things got way off balance. So my physical fitness used to be nine out of 10, maybe, you know, 10 out of 10, if that's possible. And my relationships were, you know, good, but I wasn't working as hard. And then you work really hard. So for me, I just grinded from 15, 2015 to even up until recently. And then my, like my physical fitness just wasn't where it should be, wasn't where it needed to be. I didn't like how I felt and I didn't like how I looked. And I carry my weight better than most people because I would still always lift, but I, I just didn't have that uh, when you go to the gym. It's like that amp. It's really hard to explain to people who have never been super physically active or really grinding in the gym. You would think that going to the gym would leave you sore all day, but actually not going to the gym, you just feel achy. So there were days I would go 11, 12 days not lifting weights. My body ached more when I wasn't lifting regularly. Now, there's all kinds of physiological reasons for that chronic the stress versus acute stress. There's a lot of science behind that. I'm not getting into that. I just want to talk about the app and about you and you, you know, you're focusing on your own life, improving your own life. So I realized the primary lesson of it was that I was making choices without realizing it. I never, never missed a day physically. I said, okay, I'm at, I even broke it up, right? Cause the hour didn't have to be consecutive. Okay. I'm at, I get a layover, 30 minute layover. I just walked around the airport with my carry on. Okay. How many steps I'm at? Okay. I'm at, you know, 7,200 steps. All right. I land. Okay. I need to be at at least 10,000 steps. Okay. I'm at 12, 13,000 steps. Great. You just, you have to squeeze it in. And with me, so for me, it was actually harder to, cause I'd been getting physically fit uh, back a few weeks ago. I'd really been hitting it hard in the gym. And for me, reading on an airplane is easy. And every time I read on an airplane, I'm like, wow, I love reading. I don't use Wi-Fi. That's a tip that I learned myself. And then I read Ryan Holiday wrote an article on it, which is life hack. Don't use Wi-Fi on the airplane. <laughs> Seems simple, but that's what the Spar app is. And that's what so many habits are and so many changes are. This really simple. Hey, you travel a lot? Great. Don't use the Wi-Fi on the airplane. So for me, boom, three hours of reading, layover, get my steps in, get back on the airplane, two more hours of reading, land, get more steps in. And all of the, the habits, again, are cumulative. Your choices are all cumulative, which is another lesson. So the number one lesson would be you do have the time. We all have the time. You just have to find a way to squeeze it in. The second one are habits are cumulative. I tried to do the math on it, and I would say that I burned 5,000 more calories than I would have in 21 days. Why? Well, do, do the math, right? Usually when I would travel, I would just, oh, I'm tired. I'm going to read a book. I'm going to go have some wine, hang out with my friends. Right there, boom, you're gone. Okay, you got 300 calories now burned, and I'll pass all I wouldn't have burned. Next day, 500 calories that I wouldn't have burned. A couple other times where uh, busy day, long day, no, I'm going to go take a hike. Just go, just got to do it. Put the work in. And in the you think about it, 5,000 calories might not seem like a lot, but that's either a pound of fat plus that I would have gained by doing nothing, by not doing the, the challenge, or it's a pound of fat I would have lost if I cut my calories, or it's 5,000 more calories if I wanted to eat, I could eat and break even. That depends on how you look at it. So if you want to eat, that's a pound and a half of fat, either that you would have gained, but you didn't gain it because you're doing the work, or if you want to cut your calories, you lose it. Amazing, right? So I'm a big, definitely a big believer in the app. 
and we're going to do more challenges. Go to cernovich.com forward slash S-P-A-R, and I'll also send out an email and give you buddy, um, give you info on the new challenge. But again, it's highly valuable, and it's valuable too because I like arbitrary challenges. All Because ch- we're all, all goals are all challenges are arbitrary. I want to do X. I want to bench press whatever. I want to run a mile on whatever. Or you do a hill sprint. That's why I love hill sprints. You just got to get to the top of the hill, and you can't stop moving. So even if you're crawling up the hill, as long as you don't stop, you haven't lost. Well, that hill is arbitrary. Did you train for that hill? Well, that hill is 1,200 meters and I worked my way up the hill. No, just get up the hill. Get up the top of the hill somehow. Why? Because you're teaching your body to to face adversity that's arbitrary. And most adversity we face in life is arbitrary. I can't count the number of really significant my event, uh, events in my life that were both good and bad that were arbitrary. And you're always facing those arbitrary challenges and you have to have that will. There was a good way to to look, for example, at cardio that reconceptualized my view of cardio. Twitter account Michael Maher, I think, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-M-A-Y-E-R. And he said, when you're running, you're not training your lungs, you're training your willpower. And I thought, wow, that hit, that resonated with me because I'm more of a thinker type, more of an intellectual type. And I'm not like a physical guy. I didn't grow up and have, I was not naturally athletic. I posted old pictures of me as a kid growing up. I had asthma. The last kid picked always for kickball when we would do these physical fitness stuff. When Where I grew up anyway, in the Midwest, you had real physical education. And we would have to run around the block. It was uh, in junior high. It was me and one other kid, last people. I couldn't even run around a small town block. I couldn't run 400 meters without my lungs just burning. And yeah, it was asthma. So I was not physically gifted but I always enjoyed reading. I always enjoyed intellectual activities. So when I do cardio, I just think of it in terms of when I'm running, I'm developing willpower. I'm developing more will to handle intellectual activities. Because in my day-to-day life, my physical being is really about why do I go to the gym? Well, one is I want to live long and you know, I have kids and I want to live a, a long life and I want to feel good my entire life. Lifting weights does. It just, it just does. That's one of the biggest mistakes nerds or intellectual types or introverts make is thinking that lifting is brutish and it's not lifting is actually a neurotropic because it boosts blood flow to your brain it creates neurological connections that dr brett osborne wrote a great book get serious where he talks about that he said if he had an 80 year old patient he would tell that patient i would rather you were able to do body weight squats than to walk a mile why? Because it qu- requires coordination, balance, your center of gravity. You're making all these deep neurological connections when you do physical activity, and that's going to carry over to your mental capacity. That's why people who claim they're intellectuals but they don't lift are dummies. You should you should be lifting weights. And a lot of people don't like to lift. They want to argue about what the best the best physical activity is lifting. It's it proven by science. But for me, again, I just lift to be physically healthy and keep blood flow going to my brain, keep blood flow going to my heart. And because I like to look a certain way, it is a combination of health and vanity. I don't need to lift weights so that I can go do compete in Brazilian jiu-jitsu matches or MMA or anything like that. And intellectually is where I live my life. I live in my mind, books, reading books, writing books, films, media, journalism, dissecting arguments, doing podcasts. It's very intellectual. Yet, What I found interesting is that 
I've known for a while my relationship with the internet is dysfunctional because it was harder for me to read when I had access to the internet than when I didn't. So here's what I mean. When I fly, oh, this is amazing. Why don't I just read books all the time? And most of my success in my day-to-day life is because the internet didn't exist. I was reading books. I didn't have the internet. If you a 24-year-old Cernovich would say, what kind of loser would be on social media? What a waste. Go read books. Dig deep into the great thinkers. Yet, when I'm away from an airplane, it's like a shake, literally a shake. So I'm, I'm here confessing I am um, absolutely addicted to the internet. It isn't controversial or it isn't hard for me to admit. It's just objectively true. If I'm reading a great book, I've been reading uh, four books in, a, in an audio book. I've been reading Alchemy, audio book, which is, uh, I'll, I'll review all these separately. I've been reading a book on the bicameral theory of human consciousness, Neil Stevenson's Fall, The Hard Things About Hard Things, and What It's Like Losing a Million Dollars, and then finished, um, or about to finish Diamond Age. It's like his six books. I always read a bunch of books at once. And these are great books. Reading them is way better than anything I'm going to find on the internet. But the internet, we're wired to be addicted to it. And for someone like me, it's a challenge because that's literally like my job. Being on the internet is my job. It's harder. Like, for example, in January, or not January, yeah, January, I went a month without alcohol. Why? Because I want to see do I feel better off alcohol? Does it impact my life at all? But it wasn't even hard. Just, okay, I just didn't do it at all. But if you told me to go a month without the internet, oh, those first three, four days would be really, really intense withdrawal. So that's just an issue for you to flag in your own life. Um, and it's okay. A lot of people don't ever like to admit that they have an addiction because it goes to their identity and their self-worth. And that's actually holding you back by not admitting it. You can say, I have a problem. I'm imperfect. I need to fix this. Rather than deny it or live in denial of it, and not face it, it might take you months, years to, to fix whatever issues you have. But if you're in denial, you'll never fix them. So for me, okay, I, I realized in this 21-day challenge, going to the gym um, is great. I actually, I was a little run down towards the end. I'm not going to lie about that because I had been training hard. I'd gotten into a new, been doing really hard kettlebell complexes and Tabata intervals, a lot of aggressive, high-intensity high interval training. And I was a little run down in the 21 day challenge physically, but I, I pushed it through and I was just smart about it. Okay, we'll do active recovery today. Uh, you know, I hike with my young daughter. She's uh, 10 pounds. I wear her on the chest. And I was like, okay, we'll do hills today. Or, or oh, no, I'm not going to do the hills. I'm a little run down. I'll stay on flats. Whatever, right? Whatever. You do you. I'm just telling you my thought process behind it. And maybe you can find and discover for yourself your own thought processes. And that's the power of the arbitrary challenge. So I'm a big, big, big believer in the Spar app. We're going to do another challenge um, soon. I'm going to announce that. I don't know, probably today or tomorrow, I'll give people like 48 hours to do it. The Spar app, um, I don't know if they have Android. Don't ask me. It's not my app. Go to Cernovich.com, C-E-R-N-O-V-I-C-H.com, and check out the, um, you can download the app and then join the next challenge. Again, we're not playing games here with people. Um you know, some people want to run up the challenge, make it harder so people can't check in. I just want to even just check in. Even if you check in to say, I'm, I didn't do it. To me, that's, that's fine. That is just about being accountable and about reflection, learning about yourself, learning your weak points, learning to be more resourceful. 
learning to find out, oh, okay, I, I thought I didn't have the time to get my reading and my weights in, but if I do 15 minutes here and then 20 minutes there and then 15 minutes there, and then I read another 10 minutes, I've, I've got my time in. And just finding opportunity. So much in life is about finding opportunity. And we constantly in our mindset training want to train ourselves to learn how to find opportunity, learn how to toggle things together, bring things together, find out how to get your steps, find out just how to make it happen. And that's what a real challenge does. So I hope you join me in my next one. We're going to do it. I'll announce it probably today. And then I'll give you 48 hours to join. Go to cernovich.com forward slash S-P-A-R and get all the details. Thanks for listening. I'll see you there and hopefully I'll see you at SPAR.